Welcome to Failed Architecture Breeze Blocks, where our editors share their thoughts on works in progress, urgent matters, and current happenings in architecture and spatial politics. My name is Charlie Clemos. Today I'm talking to Shruti Hussain, an architect, journalist, and researcher based in Pune, India. We're going to be talking about the COVID-19 pandemic in India, and in particular, the impact the pandemic has had on India's large population of migrant labourers. But before we get to that, uh, Shruti, maybe it's nice to talk a little bit about your own situation in Pune, uh, how quarantine has affected your daily life. Then maybe we can briefly discuss how the pandemic unfolded in India. Uh, yeah, sure. So obviously the first thing that happened was the schools shut down and offices shut down. So uh, at a very personal level for everybody, uh, the entire family was at home and there was schooling happening from home. There was uh, office work happening from home. So that was uh, something that you had to get used to with the family being there all the time and then, you know, catering to everybody's needs at the same time. Plus, you're in, in your flat, in your apartment, in your house, uh, confined. You're not allowed to go out anywhere except for very essential stuff. The children couldn't go out to play. These are very uh, basic things that we take for granted, basically, just to take a walk, step out. So, yeah, quarantine in the true sense of the word was like emotionally a little difficult, you know, but this is coming from a very privileged point of view, I would say. People uh, really had a very tough time in terms of, you know, they lost their source of livelihood. There are millions of people in India who, you know, earn their livings on, on a daily basis, like daily wage earners. So these are the kind of people who were really affected by quarantine when the government said you couldn't go out, you couldn't step out. You couldn't, uh, so they couldn't procure their stuff. They couldn't sell. They didn't have money. They had to borrow. So yeah, quarantine was difficult in that sense. We still have it, in fact, right now. We are not quarantined. India is uh, done with that. And right now we're in a stage of, it's called the mission begin again or unlock. And only very few areas where there are uh, a high number of COVID cases, only those areas are in quarantine and uh, a lockdown right now. So um I would say that one of the main stories to come out of India since the pandemic is the huge migration of workers leaving cities and returning to their hometowns. Um, I was wondering, could you talk a bit about this migration in terms of scale, uh, why it happened the way it did and what the response has been from uh, the, the public uh, media and the government? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, when the word got around about the coronavirus and what should be the next strategy to handle it, the Indian government went along with the strategy of locking down, restricting the movement of 1.3 billion people, which was like a huge mammoth task. And uh, on the 24th of March was when the first lockdown was announced. So it was to be from 24th March to the 14th of April, the first phase. And what happened was people really didn't get any time to sort of prepare for staying at home. There, there are so many people who were not in their hometowns. So case in point is the huge force of migrant workers or migrant laborers that are there in Indian cities. So all of a sudden, these people are left with no work, no money, and they're not even at home. Many chose to stay back and just to see how things unfold. You know, their employers kind of took care of them for a month or so, but there were so many who kind of just overnight lost their jobs because establishments were told to shut down, like, you know, small-time restaurants and other allied services, construction sites were, had to halt work. So these people were just left with nothing, and they have very meager savings. Whatever they earn is sent back home. 
and their only impetus to be in the cities. Um, there's nothing else really. There's no emotional connect. They're, they're single men. Their families are at home in their home states. So what happened is in the lockdown, all modes of transport like trains and buses were uh, completely uh, put to a halt. So what was the way to travel? Those who had motorcycles or bicycles, they took on them. Others had to go on foot. So people literally saw this huge exodus of migrant workers walking from big cities like Delhi, Mumbai, back to their hometown, which could be 100 kilometers, 200, even 500 kilometers. That's a crazy amount. And there have been up to a number of really sad, heart-wrenching stories of how much these workers suffered to just walk in the heat. It was summer in India. It was like the peak of summer with no food, uh, very less water. Uh, they had they had a hard time, yes. And people really saw this on their television sets. They saw this literally from their balconies, from their windows. I would not say that the state governments, uh, like the state government of Maharashtra, uh, where I'm from, did not do anything at all. There were camps set up for migrant workers to just stay put for some time. But it was more of an emotional turmoil, I would say, uh, for, for migrants, because they don't have any emotional attachment with this place of work. They had to get back and do whatever, at least be with their families. I would say there was a communication gap between the migrant workers and the government. No one really saw this coming, this huge exodus, which is like, you know, really compared to the exodus that happened when India was partitioned from Pakistan. And then we had this huge number of people traveling from one country to the other. It's been compared in media reports to that kind of, you know, scale. Eventually, on sort of May 1st, the trains were started, for, especially for workers, to take them back home. Even right now, these trains are running in and um, buses have been started. So people have got back home. And for the first time, I would say people and the media had to kind of sit up and take notice of this huge population that is there, not just in the construction industry, but also in other services. So there are your plumbers, electricians, they are uh, waiters at restaurants, they are cooks, they are domestic workers, all this huge force, which is just unseen. And really, the economy of big cities like Mumbai, Pune, really works on this migrant workforce. There are very few local people who do this kind of work and do it efficiently and for the cost that they do it at. It sort of um, brings us to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was, uh, I guess, the long term impact that this has had on the spatial aspects within cities and rural areas, because um, it obviously kind of represented a reversal in recent patterns of migration, even if it's temporary. So before it was kind of rural to urban and now it's urban to rural. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested to know how this has impacted the urban and rural areas most affected. Uh, Okay, to uh, give you an example of how this is impacting urban areas right now. Very recently, like two days ago, I met a businessman who deals with uh, natural stone. So marbles, granite and uh, big developers are his clients. And he is sitting with a huge inventory and no movement since the past, uh, you know, three, four months because construction sites are closed, developers are in deep problem because they don't have the money. And even right now, they want to start work, but there are no workers on the site. And these people, uh, remember, they are uh, skilled, the construction workers, so they are bar vendors, they know how to work with concrete. So you have to train a local person to reach that level of expertise. It doesn't happen overnight. So they're really in a deep problem right now. They want to start work, but they cannot because there's just nobody to work. So uh, this particular gentleman was telling me that on his go down, where he kind of retails from also, he has at any given time 50 to 60 workers who handle the marble and the granite because it has to be handled in a particular way. You can't just have it moved anyhow. 
right now he has barely five people and that to their local he said i cannot get good construction workers good uh, laborers because they've all gone away so i don't know how i'm going to survive i don't know what is going to happen we are all in a deep problem so this is like actual on site story uh, what we're reading in the newspapers there're lots of reports of big developers they're telling their contractors that uh, you know buy tickets for workers and just get them back to the the site so there are reports of developers flying in construction workers from their home states of bihar and uttar pradesh they're paying for their air tickets so that they come back and work and a lot of them are taking these tickets now they're thinking probably this is a good time to sort of incentivize this opportunity because they've been paid more to come back and uh, yeah many are coming back as well and many those who stayed back are getting back to work so this is how the urban scenario looks like it'll take time to pick up it'll take time i believe for uh, people to come back to their work sites given the rural scenario uh, what is happening in states like uh, uttar pradesh or bihar from where most of this workforce comes from the government there has kind of realized that they need to kind of do something for their own people so they're giving free rations to these people who have come back they're also getting some kind of work so they're getting paid for that kind of work Uh, so what is happening is many also may not come back many workers may find some kind of work back home in their farms and incentives from the government to stay back there are other reports that you know some states are trying to woo foreign investors as an alternative to china so they're going to boost their economy there they're setting up industries for which they will require people so they will do everything to make these people stay back another kind of thing that is coming up is uh, industries are kind of realizing that they need to be based where a uh, majority of the workforce comes from rather than making them travel across country so maybe we see setting up of factories or or some smaller units factory is a big investment right now given how the economy is you know it, it's in bad shape so maybe some kind of smaller units come up where you know the labors are uh, concentrated so interesting just the way that this kind of unexpected pandemic has these multiplier effects and these knock on effects that completely transform the way that the economy functions and completely limit the capacity to go back to normal it's so, so interesting to hear these kind of intricate uh, impacts thanks for that i i one thing that came up was that it seems to me that it might actually have a a uh, positive impact for the migrant workforce in terms of their own kind of working conditions they you know they might have slightly more bargaining power uh, is that something you see uh, definitely i think so because actually talking to people on ground it seems like they're in a desperate need for these workers to come back so it's already happening uh, developers contractors have doubled their rates so yeah i i think so that it it will change um, the dynamics of the industry probably but maybe say one year down the line when things probably uh, may get back to the way they were things can slide down as well for the migrant workers you know simply because they're they're not really on the agenda for anyone even even the local politicians say because they're not part of their vote bank they're not registered voters in that area so it's nobody fights for their rights right now is a good time that they can sort of bargain for better wages but the future i don't know really i i can't no. say <laughs> this is um the last question i had for you um about the article you wrote for failed architecture india's dramatic smart city construction boom ignores a huge migrant workforce toiling backstage as the title suggests the construction industry's migrant workforce has suffered from a lack of concern um from the media and population at large 
which is something you kind of discuss in the article. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to know, maybe you could just elaborate a little bit more on uh, how much the awareness of these conditions has increased since the pandemic. And assuming it has, is there any sort of space for change in, in the conditions and also just a general increased concern for the situation of migrant laborers? Right. Uh, what happens in India sort of is uh, there is a lot of uh, class disparity. So people have actually, in this pandemic, when, when things shut down, people have actually seen migrant labor of all kinds from across all industries actually take to the streets and walk down the highways, you know, trying to reach their homes. This has actually happened, you know, when you're driving down the road or just standing in your, in your window, men and children and babies just walking with the media actually reporting it from the ground. So yes, there was, I would say, this huge feeling of empathy in the reporting as well, and even amongst the people. Civil society really did a lot on for the migrant workers in terms of setting up camps or donating uh, clothes, food, and, you know, kind of trying to help them out, even organizing some kind of transport to get them back home. There were reports of people across uh, the spectrum doing this kind of thing. And this is, you know, directly in contrast with the infrastructure and the smart city mission that the government is having. Uh, in all the kind of you know, the mandate that is there for smart city mission, there isn't really a mention about what will happen to this huge migrant workforce, which is present in the cities. They're not acknowledged in their whole mandate, the aims and objectives that you need to acknowledge that there is this 30, 40 percent population that is migratory. What's going to happen to them in the in, in the smart cities or what kind of smart infrastructure are you going to give to these people and on ground um, um, I, I hope something happens really I hope because the governments have been promising the government of Maharashtra has said that there will be no more lockdowns so they're asking migrant workers to come back to kind of do something for the economy because it really will not work uh, without this uh, workforce they are taxi drivers rickshaw drivers they're domestic health they're all kinds of things you know which sort of make the city run also, I think that their home states, the home states of the migrant workers, have also sort of got up and realized that this is our human resource as well, and we need to kind of do something for them. So there are a lot of, I see that there will be an improvement in the situation. And yeah, I, I hope there's something good for them, though I, I see a slow development. Mm -hmm.